Hey, my name is Sindra Kampoff, and I'm a small town Minnesota gal, Minnesota nice as we like to say it, who followed her big dreams. I spent the last four years working as a mental coach for the Minnesota Vikings, working one-on-one -on -one with the players. I wrote a best-selling book about the mindset of the world's best, and I'm a keynote speaker and national leader in the field of sport and performance psychology. And I am obsessed with showing you exactly how to develop the mindset of the world's best so you can accomplish all your goals and dreams. So I'm over here following my big dreams and I'm here to inspire you and practically show you how to do the same. And you know, when I'm not working, you'll find me playing Miss Pac-Man. Yes, the 1980s game, Miss Pac-Man. So take your notepad out, buckle up, and let's go. This is the High Performance Mindset. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Sindra Kampoff. And guess what? We got a big day today. 500 episodes on the High Performance Mindset. I can't believe it. Seven years ago... I was on the radio and I had a colleague after that radio spot. If she heard me on the radio, she said, Sandra, you should start your own podcast. And I thought, all right, well, maybe I'll give it a try. I had no idea that seven years later it would still exist and that we'd actually record 500 episodes. Blows my mind. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in tuning into the short episodes about mindset practices and then our interviews where we go in depth with an expert on the topic of mindset. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for tuning in because honestly, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't keep recording these episodes. So thank you so much for joining me and let's celebrate 500 episodes together. Now when I think about our 500th episode, who do I want to have on? Well, I have been following Fabienne for, I bet, about five, six, seven, maybe even 10 years. And I'm really excited to bring her on. A perfect guest for the 500th episode of the High Performance Mindset. Today, Fabienne and I are talking about how to leverage your business. And if you haven't seen her Facebook ads, that's how I first actually got to know Fabienne and started following her work. For 20 plus years, Fabienne Fredrickson has powerfully mentored thousands of women business owners to grow, then scale their business, earning them tens of millions collectively each year, while increasing their time off to enjoy their lives they love. Her leveraged business methodology is based on nearly 15 years of experience in generating multiple seven figures annually with three children at home while taking 14 weeks of unplugged vacation each year. That sounds amazing. Fabienne's revolutionary book that was just released, The Leveraged Business, How You Can Go from Overwhelmed to Six Figures to Seven Figures and Get Your Life Back, is the new definitive roadmap on how she's done it with heart and how you can too. Without sacrificing your life, you can actually get a free copy of Fabienne's book at theleveragedbusinessbook.com. Again, theleveragedbusinessbook.com. And you can find her at boldheart.com and other social media channels. 
Now, Fabienne and I talk in this episode about how to develop a leveraged business, eight strategic leveraged activators to grow your business, how to address your limiting beliefs about money that definitely impact business development, and how to keep growing your business with energy. So what's a leveraged business, you might ask? It is the result of doing less, better, using small efforts to multiply your outcomes and turn your business into a self-managing company. And if you'd like the full show notes of this episode, you can head over to cindracampoff.com slash 500 for the 500th episode of the High Performance Mindset. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for listening. Here's Fabienne. I'm so excited to have Fabienne on the podcast today. Fabienne, you are our 500th episode on the High Performance Mindset. Yay! <laughs> Isn't this Thank amazing? Thank you for including me for that. I feel very special. <laughs> uh, and I, I think there's no one better than you to have on for our 500 episodes. So I've been following your work for a very long time, uh, nearly a decade. And I'm really excited to talk to you about your new book, The Leveraged Business, and, and just to help people learn more about what you have going on and your business and how they could learn from you. So thank you so much for joining us. My my pleasure. I'm happy to give just everything. I will answer every question you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds wonderful. So Fabienne, you're joining us from Paris. That sounds yeah. really fabulous. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to come visit. So <laughs> please do. <laughs> uh, my first question for you is just tell us a little bit about what you're passionate about and what you're doing right now. I am. I'm passionate about women making their own money and lots of it. I, I, I've been a business coach um, for 21 years now. And for the majority of the people that I've worked with, and it's been more than 10,000 women that I've worked with, most of them women. And what I've noticed, Sindra, is that especially women, men too, but when women make their own money and lots of it, they have a voice and a choice in their life. Mm. But we have not necessarily been socialized to think that it's normal to have a million dollar business and 14 to 16 weeks of vacation a year and to live life our way. So um, I, you know, I've, I've been known for the client attraction system for 20 years. And now my sweet spot is getting somebody who's at six figures, but overwhelmed to seven figures, even if they didn't originally think they would want to be at a million. Um, I have a predictable process, a verifiable, repeatable process. I've taken so, countless people to a million with their life back. So they don't have to sacrifice. Most people think getting to a million means you, you lose yourself, you work harder. It's actually the opposite. To get to a million, you have to work less. And so this is what I teach at Bolt Heart, and this is what I'm passionate about. Well, that sounds fabulous. And uh, I know you have a new book, The Leveraged Business. So we're going to get into that today. I coach a lot of women and men. So do one-on-one coaching. Um, they're entrepreneurs, people in sales, people who really want to level up their business. And I see that they have a lot of limiting beliefs about money and about success. I've even had to work through some of those myself. Still yeah, working through have. some of them. Yeah. yeah. 
Tell us what you see in terms of the people that you work with and the beliefs that they have about success and money and how those hold them back. I will say this. Everybody's got money issues, 100% of people. And here's what I mean by that. If there is anyone who wishes they could be making more money Mm -hmm. and they're not, it simply points to a, uh, a programming that makes them think that this is not available to them or that they don't deserve it or that it's difficult or that it will make you a bad person. So for anyone that you stop on the street or you talk to one of your clients or one of your friends, if they're not making the money they do want to be making, even if they're, you know, doing well, it's because the mindset is getting in the way. And the mindset is a, a collection of uh, beliefs about money and people who make money about what it takes to make that kind of money in terms of work, um, mm-hmm. who, who you have to be. And it's yes. also a question of um, your, your, your feelings uh, and, and your rules around money mm-hmm. and what does money represent. And I'm happy to talk about wealth consciousness if you want to unpack that. But it's also about your self-image. Your self-image meaning who you see yourself to be in this world. And a lot of people feel that they've been dealt um, a hand. Let's say the dealer of life dealt you a hand. And they think that that's what you must play out for the rest of your life. And it is not true. You can just say, dealer, I'd like a new set of cards. And when you shift your mindset, when you do the work, this is when new money comes into your life easily. In fact, I'll go so far as to say, Sandra, that it's easier to make a million a year than it is to make 500,000 a year than it is to make a hundred thousand a year. It's easier to make a million a year than it is to make 10,000 a year. And I know that sounds controversial, but it has absolutely been true for me and all of the clients that I've taken to a million. So what are some of the ways or a way that you think that as people are listening and they're saying, yes, I definitely have those beliefs about money that are getting in my way. How would you share with a client in terms of how do you move past those, some of those beliefs? Okay. So I'll phrase it as this is the approach that I take with my, my, the members of, of Bold Heart is we pick a stretch goal. Okay. Every year. We have a planning and strategy day as a community. And I put them through the Fabian stretcher, right? (laughs) (laughs) We could, we could go, we could increase 10% a year, but it's gonna, you know, you're going to be working at it anyway. Why don't you increase 50% a year or 40% a year or a hundred percent a year? And so when we pick that stretch goal, we look at the resistance that comes up. Is the resistance motivation procrastination? Is it um, beliefs around it's hard? Is it, what is getting in the way of you fully embracing that? Yes, I will get there. I expect to get there. Watch me get there. And this is the mindset around money, around work, around rich and successful people that we, during the course of that year, um, work on because everything I do is dual track. This is why I've been able to help so many people is the most people think they want the strategy. And the strategy is good. But frankly, we're really all one Google search away from exactly how to 
insert anything. Sure. If it really were just about the knowledge, we'd all be there. It isn't about the knowledge. It's about the mindset, which is why we have a mindset first methodology to everything we do, right? And this is what we talk about in the leveraged business book. So before I teach anything, the strategy, the knowledge, the methodology, the framework, we first go look at what are the fears that come up? What are the beliefs that come up? What do you, you know, what is going to get in the way of you fully implementing what I'm going to teach you in terms of strategy? And we deal with that first, Sindra. And this is why it works all the time, because if you understand on a mindset level that um, actions, habits, and just, you know, implementation comes not from the conscious mind. Willpower is the conscious mind. It doesn't come from willpower. We've all willed ourselves to do certain things and the willpower lasts three months, three weeks, three days, three hours, three minutes, and for many, <laughs> just three nanoseconds. So it's not about willpower. 95% of the actions and therefore results that you get come from what's lodged deep in your programming and subconscious. Mm -hmm. So I'm always working on the strategy, but also the energy. The energy is what do you, you know, your conscious is what you, you think you believe. And your subconscious is what you really believe. And if subconscious beliefs, your identity, who you see yourself to be and what you see as possible and within reach for yourself is out of alignment for, with the big stretch goal that you chose, you will sabotage every single time. This is a law of the universe. So if you want to get to a million, you have to look at what your programming is around money and people who have it and what it will take and all of that. And you know, what's beautiful is it doesn't take a long time. Sure. It takes a very short period of time, sometimes a matter of minutes, sometimes a matter of hours and just maybe three days. And then you remove the resistance, which means all the stuff that you've been procrastinating, sabotaging, delaying, seeing is available to you maybe in 10 years is available to you next week. And it's magical. Well, Fabienne, I appreciate what you said in terms of helping us think about what are our stretch goals. And I'm hopeful that people are listening, thinking, what's my stretch goal? Then what's getting in my way? And what are the beliefs that are getting in my way towards that stretch goal? Uh, so thank you for sharing that idea there. I'd love to hear a little bit about why you got into your business and why you do what you do. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'd be happy to give you, I'll take you back 21 years ago. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> I was in corporate. I was selling ad space for Food and Wine magazine. And frankly, I'm unemployable. I knew that then. <laughs> I know this now. <laughs> it is like a slow death for me, the idea <laughs> of working for someone else. I took, <laughs> I took the great leap of faith and I quit my corporate job in 1999, Okay, really on a hope and a prayer um, thinking if I could just make 65,000 a year, which is what I last made in corporate as my base salary, I, and I could live a life of impact and freedom, meaning I live to be a catalyst in somebody's life. 
This is literally, there are a few things that give me as much joy. So I want to come into somebody's life, figure out what they want, help them get it. And then I'm off. And the, the, I knew I wanted to do that. And I knew I wanted to have the freedom of doing what I want, when I want, with whom I want, nobody telling me what to do. And you know, I got clients, Sindra, like four. Yeah. <laughs> As a holistic nutritionist. And, and I needed to figure out how to get clients or else I'd have to, you know, throw in the towel and go back. And that was just, I couldn't live that soul sucking existence anymore. So I built a client attraction system for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you like a year collapsed into one sentence by figuring out what all the, everyone was teaching. I'm like, yeah, but, but that doesn't work for me. And what I realized is a lot of people were teaching things that felt inauthentic to me. Marketing sure, sure. that felt like you were doing something icky to somebody and sales felt like you were taking from somebody. And I know I have, I have a huge heart. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm really, I'm, I'm all about love and connection and people really just love uh, in business. I know how that could sound, whatever it sounds like to some people, but I started approaching marketing as if you are writing a love letter okay. to the person, to your ideal client. And when you love them in your marketing and believe in them and pour into them and give them results <laughs> in advance, being like, whoa, she's giving me all this free stuff that's already working and I'm not even paying her yet. I bet you her mastermind, I bet you her coaching is going to be um, really worthwhile. I created a client attraction system for myself around that really authentic, integrous, loving way of filling your practice. And the same thing with sales. I have found a way and created and now teach a way to, to sell where you don't ever sell. You create such a sacred space for the person in front of you to, to basically to sell themselves into your program. So it no longer feels icky. Anyway, I created okay. this client attraction system for myself. Other people started asking. I stopped doing nutrition. I became a business coach a year and a half later. Uh, a, a couple of years later, I'm at a hundred thousand a year. And my husband, who is the literally the, the most wonderful person that I know says to me, no more clients. Okay. We never okay. see you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Morning, yeah. evenings, weekends. We can't go to like the club med without me being at the pool saying one more email and mommy will be right there. And that's yeah. like people expect yeah. it. And so I said, but I know I'm made for more. Mm. And I knew it, Sindra. I knew I was made for more. Mm. I just didn't know what I didn't know. Mm. And I went on a discovery of what does it take to get from a hundred thousand to multiple hundred thousand a year, but with a ridiculously high quality of life where you don't have to be chained to your desk to work evenings, weekends, 14 hour days, stress, no sleep, no vacations and all of that. And I figured it out. And in 14 years ago in 2008, now we all know what happened in 2008, um, the financial crisis, I got my business. I tripled my business from 300 something to a million and 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd never taken more time off. And then I, so I've been at multiple 
uh, six, multiple seven figures for 14 years now. And I take at least 16 weeks of vacation a year. And when people kept asking me, how did you do it? I said, it's simple. Mm -hmm. Eight steps. You have to understand that what got you here Mm -hmm. at six figures is never going to get you to seven figures. You actually have to do less. You have to work less do less better. You have to leverage everything about your business. So leverage your team systems, your time, your, your, and not like time management, like boring stuff. This is, this is honestly a totally revolutionary way of using your time, shifting your business model, et cetera, et cetera. And I teach this over the course of two years. It's not thinner thighs in 30 days. People can do it for one year, but they get half the recipe, right? And it predictably gets people to a million with, with, you know, they never work on weekends. They never work in the evenings anymore. They, they take spa days without feeling guilty. (laughs) It's really great. Well, thank you so much, Fabienne, for telling us a little bit more about how you got into this work. And I think that's how I first heard about you is through your client attraction system. And so these eight steps that we're talking about are from your new book, The Leveraged Business. Um, so I want to dive into some of these. I have one question to, to start us off before we dive deeper into that. And you said something about love and warmth. And it's one of the things that I honestly that attracted me uh, when I, I think I saw an um, a video of yours and, you know, I just love your energy. So tell us what about before we dive into these eight, eight steps about energy and the importance of energy and maybe a little bit about masculine and feminine energy as it relates to business, sure. business growth. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to. This is actually a topic that very few people talk about and I've been studying it for a long time again, because I've worked with so many women and, and they have different needs. I've been in all the bro masterminds. I love men. Okay. I'm raising men. I am married to a great guy. And most of my, you know, many of my friends are guys, but I don't want to be marketing like a guy. I don't want to sell like a guy. I don't want to network like a guy, whatever that means. But my perception of it, Mm -hmm. I've been in it. I don't, I want to, I understand what I need now. And here's what I figured out is that the, the masculine, everything masculine has been rewarded in our society and that includes business for thousands of years, whereby don't shoot the messenger, but whereby most things feminine are tolerated, if not ridiculed. Sure. So, you know, this whole way that you have to show up in your marketing, the way that you have to show up in in sales. And even in a mastermind, I I remember being in the masterminds where I'm like, really, we're having a habanero eating contest. What about just working on our business plans? Right. Like, (laughs) you know, like I have, I have babies at home. Like, please let's work on our businesses, not our bravado. Like I said, I love the guys, but, but this wasn't working for me. And I realized that the masculine energy is an energy of doing, pushing, accumulating. It's a solo energy. It is an energy of um, kind of a friendly competition, friendly and not so friendly, whereby the feminine energy is an mm-hmm. energy of being, of attracting, of um, intending, feeling, right? Masculine energy, thinking, feminine energy, feeling. It's cyclical and circular, not linear. And what I realized is that when we women want to, or the, when we who who associate with 
this feminine energy, want to grow our businesses, we, we have had to flip over and be more masculine and do, 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 but then we get drained. Sure. And, and so many women have quietly taken me to the side at conferences when I've spoken, I walk off the stage and like, can I talk to you? I've been following you for years. I'm at, you know, a hundred or 250 in my business, but I'm going to close it down soon. Why? Mm -hmm. I'm drained. I work more. I feel like I'm working on the wrong things. I feel like I'm just supposed to be on, 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 on all the time. And I say to them, you're totally ignoring your feminine energy and what it requires. Mm. And you're also missing out on 50% of your true mm. power. And I believe mm. you can be powerful and feminine and they're not mutually exclusive. In fact, powerfully feminine is a great approach. And if anybody listening here, wants to know more. I flew in a documentary filmmaking team in March a couple of years ago when we were doing live meetings for Boldheart. And I said, come and film me for a full week in my leverage pro business program and just tell me what my secret sauce is because, you know, just like when you're in it, you can't see it yourself. And they, they sent me back this nine minute documentary. And I was like, I mean, I can't show this to my people. <laughs> and they said, you, you, this is, this is what separates you from everybody else. And the documentary is on the bold heart page, boldheart.com. Okay. It's, it's on the programs page. So you can find it on there. But if anybody is interested in, in the power of feminine energy, uh, for growing your business and scaling it, it's on that programs page. But what it comes down to is that uh, love is a killer app. Uh, everybody wants to feel loved. If you stop, you go to Times Square, you go to you know anywhere in the world and you stop a hundred people and you say, mm -hmm. could, you know, could you use some more love? Yes. There's not a single person who would say no. Yes. Would you like to feel more significant, heard, seen, really understood? Everybody wants that. At the same time, not everybody is loved at home. Mm -hmm. And some people go where they are loved. And people stay where they are loved and seen and heard and felt significant. So it's actually one of the things that I talk about in chapter seven of the book, which is leverage your differentiation. Mm -hmm. And when you can take the core of who you are and infuse the, infuse the essence that is you all over your business and you create systems around it, people, and when you give them results, they can't get anywhere else. And a feeling of home that they can't find anywhere else you have no competition. Competition falls away. This is where people literally say, I I'm, I'm never leaving. I get the results I can't get elsewhere. I have a, a family who loves me. I know it sounds crazy, but a family of people that were at first strangers and now they know me better than my family and friends. And that feminine energy of collaboration and nurturing and the oxytocin hormone that we feel. Um, I don't know if you have children. I have three, three teenagers. I, I, have, two, I have two teenage boys. <laughs> I'm like, how am I this old? You know? <laughs> um, and you know, you know that the oxytocin is the bonding hormone that we feel 
when we have the baby, when we nurse, but also when we have a hug and it's missing in the only masculine ways of masterminding. And so when you have a person, I'll just use the example of a woman, but this is also true for men. Uh, it's just not necessarily nurtured in male masterminds. When you um, are in culture, a community where the norm is extreme generosity and love and care and I got your back and celebrate I'm celebrating with you and I'm also giving you a soft place to land if that launch didn't go well or that big client left or that team member stole you know whatever um you have a soft place to land but what what especially happens that's magical and this is where the feminine energy is so powerful when you're immersed in it is what I call the popcorn effect okay and the popcorn effect is um, especially a lot of women have been, um, shall we say, socialized to not always believe in themselves. Yes. And so when we are left to our own devices, we're working at our desks by ourselves, whether that's a desk in an office or a desk in the dining room or in the spare bedroom, we talk ourselves out of many of the brilliant ideas that we have. But when we are in a container with other people who believe in us, maybe even more than we believe in ourselves, and we well, all of a sudden I call it the popcorn effect because you're in this pot and things are heating up, heating up. And all of a sudden, pop, you, you see this woman that is just like you get to a million for the first time. You're like, wow, really? I could be standing next to her on the grocery store line and never, ever think she's at a million. She's not necessarily glam. She's not doing the Kardashian stuff, right? She's just like a, a, somebody I would be on the playground sitting on at a bench next to. She gets to a million. Pop. A couple weeks later, a couple months later, somebody else gets to a million. Pop, pop, pop. Nobody pops at the same time. But it starts to be the evidence mm -hmm. that you find in a community right? That allows you to believe that this is possible for myself too. Yeah, absolutely. And when you see other people do it, you believe that it's possible for you. Uh, Fabienne, I completely agree what you were saying about people want to feel loved and they stay where they feel loved. And I was thinking a lot about how that relates to communities, um, teams, workplaces. There's so many ways that that relates to. So let's dive into the leverage business a little bit more and your eight steps. Um, and you've mentioned a few of those teams, systems, time, business model, marketing, accountability, differentiation, and lifestyle. <laughs> so where should we get started with some of these? And uh, just why don't you take it from there? Well, if we understand, so I'll, I'll share a concept that applies to all of them. It's that, and I mentioned it already, it's what got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get to a million, the team you have now won't get you there. The systems you have now won't get you there. The, the how you're using your time won't get you there. Your business model won't get you there. Every single one of the activators. So this is where we revisit. Let's look at the team you have. Let's begin to hire for where you're going, not for where you are now. Mm -hmm. How do we create a more up-leveled world-class team without it draining your bank account? How do we have you um, feel like you can afford that team, even though the fear immediately is, I can't afford that team. That's actually not true. There are certain strategies that I talk about 
in the first chapter of the book on how you can absolutely hire the team you want now and afford them now. What activities do you put in place so that uh, they pay for themselves within three months? Um, okay. This, when you have the right team, they begin to take things off your plate that you shouldn't be doing. And you know you shouldn't be doing it, that you're not yeah. that good at, yep. that you don't want to do. They're not in your zone of genius. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the right team, and that's meaning not somebody with a pulse, anybody with a pulse, strategically hired. We have a bold heart hiring process that takes um, that uses assessments to hire the right person for the right team. So when you have and you are you understand that hiring properly is an act of self-love because when you hire quickly, when you hire like, well, they're not perfect, but I need somebody right now. Or when you say, well, I know they should be wired this way, but they're close enough. Or, well, I know I should be spending a bit more, but mm, I don't want to spend that much money. You are actually thinking you're fixing the problem of team, but you're actually perpetuating it because you will never fully let go. You will never fully trust and you will do what's, you know, I call helicopter managing, right? Always waiting for the other shoe to drop. When you hire, when you leverage uh, the right team, you begin to trust. You begin to stop being the bottleneck. You begin to be able to delegate aggressively, which means that you start getting back a lot of your time. And that time can be used for money generating activities and exponential growth activities. So even just by the team, just all that delegation means that you can grow your business and pay for the team immediately. And then when you leverage systems and you borrow the mindset of this is no longer about me. Like it's no longer the Fabienne show. It's no longer the Syndra show. It becomes a a process driven company. The process is what matters, not the personality. You can still be in your business. You can still be the face of your business, but everything runs like a well-oiled machine. Now you can trust the team to run the processes. Mm -hmm. And then you can pull yourself out even more of the day-to-day operations of your business. That means even more time to be in your unique brilliance or zone of genius. And that is where you make 80% of your money. And when you, so now I'm going to, I'm bouncing back and forth between different activators. We talked about team, we talked about system. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk to leveraging your time. When you think about the Pareto principle, which is the 80, 20 rule. Oh, yep. Yep. And you you look at the fact that 80% of the stuff you're working on is only producing 20% of the results. You're like, Oh, this is where all my time is going. This is where I'm overwhelmed. This is where I'm working on too many things. This is why I'm working evenings and weekends. And this is why I'm overwhelmed. And if you flip that on its head and you look at, well, so let's look at the 20% of activities that are producing 80% of the results. And what if you gave yourself permission, loving permission to stop working on the 80 that produced 20 and just work on the 20 that produced 80 and then even yeah. compound that, that 
is how you scale your business quickly. You leverage your time. You leverage your systems by leveraging your team. And just those three alone will have you add a minimum of 100,000 a year. And then we look at leveraging your business model. Instead of working one-to-one, instead of everything delivery-based depending on you, you start thinking about how can I use my process, my framework, my intellectual property? Mm -hmm. How can I use um, everything that I know to serve one to many, many, many. And you're not going to make this change in your business model overnight, but you're creating what we talked about in the uh, leverage your differentiation activity is to look at who you're serving, what their greatest needs are, what their greatest aspirations are. And first, what do I need to deliver? What do I need to teach them or what process must I take them through that will guarantee results. If they do everything I say, they show up in at Bold Heart, we say all the people who, who get to a million are people who show up for everything and they follow the recipe. That's it. Just follow the recipe. You just need to show up, get in my kitchen, follow the recipe. You'll get to a million. Same thing in your business. What would guarantee, what process would guarantee the results? And then you do that. What's the delivery model that will make sure that they actually do it? So you add that, it's this, it's this uh, what we call a reliable results process. And then with your business model to scale it, to leverage it, you also look at what do they need to feel? Mm. What, what, how, what do they need to feel? Do they need to feel capable? Great. What systems will make them feel capable? Do they need to feel uh, like they believe in themselves? What can we do to make that happen? Do they want to feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves? Do they want to feel um, encouraged, loved, all of that? And Sindra, it's just, it's really just a process. It's about reverse engineering everything. And then you have a program that is guaranteed to work and that makes them feel like they never want to leave in the best way possible. They have a choice, of course, right? They, they, right. Some of them are going to go look on the other side of the fence to see if it's greener. And then you'll make it so that it's always greener on your side of the fence so people come back. And when you have that, you don't have competitors. People stay, people refer, you start getting a reputation. Uh, for this is the place to be. I, I really appreciate a few things that you said, Fabian. I was thinking about hiring for self-love. I, I've never thought about that, that when you hire the right person, it's actually an act of self-love. Um, and I appreciated that. And, and just I'm thinking about my business, obviously, as I'm listening. I'm curious if you could share an example of maybe your business or someone else's business that when they really worked on the 20%, you know, or the, you know, their, their sweet spot, what was the outcome and what did they have to let go of to be able to do that? Yeah, I'll give you an example. And you can find uh, Judy. Her name is Judy Heft. She's, if you go to the boldheart.com website, go to mm-hmm. success stories. And just, I would say, um, not because I want you to go and read the success stories on my site, but it's like a really 
it's an, it's an eye-opening thing to read that a bookkeeper who's 70 got to a million because she just stopped doing all the things that, that weren't producing results. Judy is a natural networker. I mean, natural. She's the mayor of Stamford, Connecticut. Not really, but like she knows everybody. She's a connector and stuff like that. And when I said to her, okay, Judy, we're going to stop doing 80% of the stuff that you're doing. And we're going to focus on, because I get to know all the, the members really well. Um, we're going to focus only on your unique brilliance. And it's clear that to you, it's all about networking and who you know. And in the, the, the span of about a year, a year and a half, she's also featured in the documentary on the programs page. Um, so you can see her talk about it in real life. Okay. And, and she stopped doing everything and only started networking. She leveraged a team with a second in command, the right systems. She stopped doing the actual bookkeeping. She started getting billionaires as clients wow. through her networking. I told her to implement some things like mastermind dinners, and a, a lot of the things. And then she just stopped doing everything else. And the business just kept coming in. But because she had a team, the team delivers the bookkeeping. Her second in command, Karen, runs the business. Everything is happening based on the systems. Judy, I think it was at the age of 70 or 71, got to a million. And she's now traveling all over the place with her new, I don't know if you can call him a boyfriend at that age, <laughs> but, and she's with her grandchildren in Manhattan and she like, and this is it. And this is about yeah. stop doing everything, but it's not the same for everybody. There's some people who should be speaking and there's somebody who should be, um, writing, uh, and you know, all different things for different people, but we have processes that show you exactly what you should be doing and what you should stop doing. Well, Fabienne, one thing that I think is really interesting is I think a lot of people have um, limiting beliefs about if they hire somebody, you know, uh, they have to invest it up front. And I appreciate what you said about, well, if you hire somebody, will they will that pay off in three months so that there's kind of a short term gain there? I'm curious if there is a reason you put team first in your in your eight steps and maybe tell us a little bit about um was that intentional? And then the order of these eight steps. Yeah, they're all um, absolutely intentional. And we teach them in this order in the leveraged business program. We start always with team um, in, in the big picture, because I've never met a self-made millionaire. Mm. I just, I think even with all the right systems and all the right, you know, automation that we have, we are usually people I know this because we have our members of the program take two assessments so that we know how they're wired. And okay. based on that, I know that 95% of us entrepreneurs are wired to have lots of ideas. Yes. Hi, idea <laughs> generators, right? You know, we you are. recognize I it right too. away. Yeah. yeah. So we love to start new things. Yes. We're wired to start new things quickly. Mm -hmm. And also, most of us are not wired to finish them. And when that is a realization for somebody, because if you think about it, the word um, 
entrepreneur comes from the French word entreprendre. Try that, saying that three times. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> entreprendre means in French to initiate. So we are really good initiators. We're yes. not good completers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, so I don't know about you, but I never did really well in school because I was always, uh, uh, somebody who just, I didn't fit into the pegs or the round or whatever, you know, the system that they had because I think bigger and I take more risks and I don't necessarily finish what I start. That's not to say, I mean, I've, you know, I obviously do very well. I just create systems and people mm -hmm. around me and I bring structure for my entrepreneurial nature. And because of that, I finish what I start. And so you ask about team. Why is it one of the very first things that we help people get right mm -hmm. is because for many different reasons, one to have people finish what you start. Yeah. Okay. Whether it's they finish it or they give you the accountability and the, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the support to finish it. The second is that a lot of things are not within your wheelhouse as an entrepreneur, you know, figuring out complex technology and automation and sequences and funnels and all, all that jazz is not where most of us shine. So can you imagine one of the things we teach in the, in the, in the two days uh, when I teach the leverage your team is that we're going to figure out what your unique brilliance is and also where you're not unique, brilliant, uniquely brilliant, but not from a place of let's beat you up and let's, let's not try to strengthen your weaknesses. Let's just delegate your weaknesses. You strengthen your strengths and then you surround yourself with people who are uniquely brilliant, like it's their life's purpose in the areas that you're, shall we say, weak in. And this is what creates a uniquely brilliant team. And I'm telling you, the compound effect of that is total leverage, as opposed to you trying to do everything yourself. If you don't have a uniquely brilliant team, you're going to do that helicopter managing. It's going to yeah. be a waste of your time. Doing that is not money generating. You focus it because you have the right support. You focusing on exponential growth activities. You can double your business in one year. Excellent. Well, Fabienne, where can we find your book, The Leveraged Business? And then your programs, tell us a bit about how we can just learn more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you can uh, you can go to boldheart.com. And uh, on the front page at the top, you can get the book. I, be I believe the only thing that you would have to pay, you could go pay full you know, full boat on Amazon. But if you go to my website, you can get it for, I think it's like $2.95 for shipping. The book is free itself and it comes to your door. And the reason I give it to you for free, I ask that you pay for shipping so that we can meet each other halfway, um, is that is that my intention is for the right person. She reads this book and she doesn't even finish it. She's like, oh my God, I need to be working with this woman. I'm being very transparent. Not everybody will read it and feel that for the right person, she will. So you can go to boldheart.com for that. The programs are there. You can go look at the programs page, but the, the easiest way to find out 
all the details, including the investment, is by going to, I think it's uh, the Talk to Coach page and just okay. uh, reach out to somebody and say, hey, I saw Fabienne. She spoke. I'm intrigued. Uh, can you tell me more about the program? And it's not it's a hard so sell. Cool. It's more like, hey, we're also just checking that person out as well to see because we are this close knit community and that person has to fit in or else we're not interested. I know that sounds yeah. fun, funny to say, but um, so that's why, yeah, a talk to coach conversation is a great way to start. Excellent. Well, Fabienne, this has been fabulous to have you on. Um, I love your energy. So I just want to compliment you on that. And I, I, I think that's one reason I've always been following you is because of that. So uh, thanks so much for giving us such great value today and, and helping us really think about our own mindset. We talked about the, our beliefs about money. You shared with us eight steps to scale our business to help us kind of think about um, what are the different steps for us. I thought this things for me that were most impactful were thinking about the team that I want to continue to hire and the hiring is self-care. I love that you said that and just continuing to help people feel loved and cared for because people stay where they feel loved and cared for. So Fabienne, thank you so much for joining us. And if for people who are interested, head over to boldheart.com and uh, thank you again. Thank you, Sindra. Thanks everybody. Way to go for finishing another episode of the High Performance Mindset. I'm giving you a virtual fist pump. Holy cow, did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, remember to subscribe and you can head over to Dr. Sindra for show notes and to join my exclusive community for high performers where you get access to videos about mindset each week. So again, you can head over to Dr. Sindra. That's D-R-C-I-N-D-R-A dot com. See you next week.